Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. The great uniter will unite tonight. Bring people together. That's what he's going to do because he is fighting the soul of the nation. What the president believes which is a reason to have this in prime time, is that there are an overwhelmingly uh, amount of Americans, a majority of Americans, uh, who believe that we need to continue, we need to save the core values uh, of our uh, of our country. She's not very good at this. He's fighting for the soul of the nation. It's what Biden's doing tonight, prime time. You know why he's doing it tonight? Because next Thursday is the true soul of the nation, which is the NFL. <laughs> kicks off so so we're not going up against that i mean is anybody going to carry this when's the new season of riverdale start oh it's already happened the soul of the nation i love that you know threats to democracy it's just it's, 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 that's what it is the way that he sees is the maga republicans are the most energized part of the republican party uh the that extreme this is an extreme threat to our democracy to our freedom uh to our rights and the most extreme, yeah, there's extremes on both sides, right? You know, there's, and then there's us, right? The exhausted majority or something like, the, the world's coming to an end. How many times have you heard that? Oh, my God, it's over. The, democracy's dead. It's, it's over. It's a, first of all, we're a republic. Let's not forget that, all right? We're a democratic republic. We're not, a, we're not the classic democracy. Secondly, and this is really important, uh, we're fine. You know, when I see these 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 stories about it, did you guys know that 40% of America believes we're going to head to a civil war? I'm like, how many of you know somebody who's ready to shoot their neighbor? And not, you know, I mean, because of their political beliefs. Or there are a few out there, yeah. But how many of you are out there ready to take up arms? Who is it? Taking up arms. You guys can't stop me. Who are you fighting? I don't know. What do you fight about? Couldn't tell you. Trump. Because they're mean to him. Okay. That seems a little... I got other things going on. <laughs> I don't know about you guys. I got kids to raise. All kinds of stuff. I just find it fascinating. That they're like, yes, it's the soul, the soul of the nation. So many of us believe that democracy is completely under threat. Is it? Is it like, I mean, do you feel like it's under threat? I don't. Yeah, because of the thing. What thing? You know, because of what happened on January 6th. Eh. Yeah, what happened on January 6th was awful. So was the rioting in the streets for the subsequent months before over George Floyd. All of those are awful and stupid. Do I think the soul of the nation is going to fall apart? No, I don't. And if, by the way, if if 12 guys or whatever it was who believed that they were going to overthrow the government and instill Trump as the 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 Yahweh and leader, and then when it went sideways, they met at the Cracker Barrel afterwards on their scooters. Huh, I really thought that was going to work. No, no, not even close. Not, if you think that that's what's going to take us down, then we deserve to go down. It wasn't going to happen. It wasn't. Ninety-some hmm. percent of the people that were there that day that were arrested or, or are going to jail over trespassing, wandering around, looky-loos. They were there to overthrow the government. They were pissed and angry. Yeah, okay, fine. Get over it. We're moving on with our lives. You shouldn't have done it. 
stupid. You should have known when you're breaking into stuff, you should have known not the place to be. That being said, the soul of the nation. He's the great uniter, you know. He is. Guy is nothing but the great uniter. Remember, he promised us that. I always thought he would unite us by being so damn boring. But uh, he's not united us. He's quite, frankly, he's been very divisive. For God's sake, whose side are you on? Whose side are you on? And when we are united, there is not a single thing we cannot do. Not a single thing. I mean it. Let's remember who in God's name we are. I really mean it. We the people. That's how our Constitution starts, or the Declaration. We the people. I want to be clear. It's not about taking away anybody's guns. In fact, I'm determined to ban assault weapons in this country. Let me say this to my MAGA Republican friends in Congress. Don't tell me you support law enforcement if you won't condemn what happened on the 6th. And they just want to feel safe again. We the people. They want to feel a sense of security. We the people. What are we teaching our children? It's just that simple. Now it's sickening. I don't respect these MAGA Republicans. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. Whose side are you on? I'm on America's side. I'm on the side of truth and, and reality. Those are, those are some crazy things to be on the side of. But uh, the soul of the nation tonight is going to be fixed uh, thanks to that guy. Look, there are a lot of Republicans out there who are just kind of over the Trump shred. We get that. You know, it's, it, it, we're over it. We're moving on. Uh, you know, but that being said, you know, you got to think about this for a second. If you're the establishment media, people that mainstream, I call it establishment. They've been around forever and a day, right? You know, they're like, uh, they're, they're, they're antiquities. For the last umpteen years, you've looked down upon middle America, the flyover states, right? You know, the peanut butter and jelly, if you will, of this nation. That comfort food. As knuckle draggers, not as sharp because they only have one Starbucks and it's 30 miles away from this guy's town. And, and, and you know, you, you, you look at them as... Well, not all that, right? And slowly but surely, you've been fine with all of the wackiness that has gone on. And then Trump comes along and he pisses everybody off. And I said it from day one. He gives voice to people out there who feel like they have no voice. Right. They don't. And he looks them right in the eye and he says, F you. Right. I'm telling you right now off. And they were like, yeah, that's the way I feel. Right. And so many people got aligned with that. It's not his policies. His policies are pretty basic conservative ish policies. But it was his attitude. That's it. And the stronger you push back against it, the more they think you're out to get them. When you go after Trump, they think you're getting them. 
And he has built a cult-like atmosphere around a lot of people, and it's crazy. But, man, I'll tell you what. To say that, that you could sit there as you're buying, you're going to talk about the soul of the nation. What's the soul of the nation, Chad? What is the soul of the nation? You said it's not, it's not. Settle down. Not going anywhere. The nation's not going anywhere. We're not going to have a civil war. What does a civil war even look like? Who are you fighting out of curiosity? Well, you know, the no, who? Some troll on the Internet? You know when we'll have a civil war? When we can turn it into an app. Then we'll have a civil war. Oh, my goodness me. Can't wait to hear that tonight. I wonder who's even going to take it. Like, if you're going, oh, man, I don't know if I really want to take this tonight. We got other stuff going on. Well, what you got going on? Well, you know, we got the other stuff. We got, we, we got the other stuff. Like what? Well, we got the other shows, you know. We got a rerun of this, and there's a lot of my I don't know if we're going to take it. I don't know who's going to take it, but the soul of the nation. So if you want to see that tonight, feel free. Feel free to knock yourself out with that excitement. Here's the soul of the nation. We're going to go through trials and tribulations. We're still a puppy compared to so many other nations that have been around forever and a day. And let's not forgive this. And this is something we need to remember. We're the soul of the nation. As we go, goes the nation. That, that, that's it. As we go, goes the nation. That's why fighting for the nation as individuals, meaning, hey, standing up for actual truth, not allowing people to, to be censored, having the voice that, you know what, it's okay to disagree with somebody and not be butthurt by that. Those things are the things that we should be fighting for. Those are the things that we should be fighting for. So much of this other stuff is a bunch of just, oh, we're going to, again, too, too, too much focus on one individual. But when you have nothing else, and if you're the Democrats and you're looking around, number one thing, and this is hilarious, right? So they, you know, Biden had a good July. I mean, he had a good August. July, eh, but a good August, right? As far as his, his people, Democrats, some independents, some frustrated, I can't stand Trump Republicans, uh, he had an okay month. But the reality is, what's the number one thing that people care about? When you go and you look, and it's simple. The most urgent issue, period, inflation, 30%. Ranks number one with no other issues even getting into double digits. Among its independents, it's 29%. Even 18% amongst Democrats. Think about that. And then it's economy, which I always, you know, put them all together. Inflation, economy, jobs are kind of all the same thing. Those things still matter. Getting your kids to school still matters on time. Paying for stuff without going, how do I rob Peter to pay Paul when I already robbed Peter and then I robbed Paul to pay Peter back? I just, I, those things matter. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter Tweet at us. Thanks so much. A lot of stuff to get to. COVID fails. Uh, and man, has it failed tremendously. And by that, I mean COVID did what COVID did. But our failure to recognize, well, the average person 
uh, recognized it, but so many people out there who didn't want to recognize it and used it as a reason to flex their muscles. I'm looking at you guys, uh, teachers unions, and people who freaked out. When you hear the scores of our math and reading, you're going to say we lost more than just two years. Talk about that. Mike Lyons is going to join us. Talk about Gorbachev's passing and what's going on. The offensive in Ukraine, which is uh, taking place and the rhetoric coming from Zelensky is we're not backing down. How long can this last? Touch on that as well. So many things to squeeze into. If you're new to the program, thanks so much for listening. 323-538-CHAD. That is the text line. Love to hear from you. 323-538-2423. Or tweet at us at Chad Benson Show. It's the Chad Benson Show. No need to socially distance while listening to your Chad Benson Show podcast. Four out of five experts say so. I'm a scientist. There is no corona. But hurry before they change their mind. You know they will. Chad's podcast found on iTunes, iHeart, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite COVID-free podcasts. Oh, my gosh. (gasps) I kind of like it. I'm not going to lie. This is the Chad Benson Show. The FDA has already signed off. The CDC and its advisors need to sign off. And then the doses need to ship out to the different states. That will happen over the long weekend. And we could see these new boosters, shots in arms by next week. Oh, my God. Are you rushing out to get it? No, no, no. I think a lot of people are. I think a lot of people thought, you know what? Okay, we uh, how when are we going to stop keeping score? When you have the flu, you don't talk about it. You have a cold. I mean, we don't put a, how many colds were you know reported today? I don't know. I don't know how many we're supposed to. But are you rushing out to get it? Probably not. Just like with the kids, right? They go like, oh, my God, you can get kids shots now. How many kids got shots? Like very few. It's just at work. They're like, look, it's it's been proven that nothing happens to the kids. Well, they could spread it. Yes, but if you're somewhat healthy, you're going to be fine. And let's be real. When we look back, the disservice, the damage we've done to kids, we've stunted their growth in so many ways. Education-wise, are you ready for this? Math and reading scores for nine-year-olds fell dramatically during the first two years of the pandemic. A new study offers a glimpse of the sheer magnitude of how bad this thing is. The setbacks will be felt for years. Oh, my. Yes. Yes. You remember that that guy that was in the house of the white before this? He's like, look, it's bad for kids. Everybody's like, you're evil. You just want people to die. You're just a dire. You're a pandemic enthusiast. And then lo and behold, What? Mental health issues through the roof. Big time. Huge problems. Kids in homes not really getting the education. 
Randy Weingart, the head of the Teachers Association of American Federal Teachers Association, she's like, that that wasn't us that that made all those schools shut down. That was baloney. We've got the receipts, as the kids would say. It is an absolute joke. Math scores for nine-year-old students fell 7%. The average reading scores fell by 5 Percentage points. 13 for black students, 8 for Hispanics. Uh-oh. Yeah. I mean, you look at this across the board, wow. Should be talked about. This right here is a disservice and is a tragedy. And the schools out there and the union leaders and the people that freaked out and the insanity of which it was run and the way it was run shame shame three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at chad benson show your twitter uh just past six months now the war is still raging in ukraine we'll talk a bit about that so the uh the nuclear folks are there to inspect this amidst all the shelling craziness kids mike lyons joins the program's next chad benson show the chad benson show Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. War is raging. We're six plus months into it. No sign of slowing down and nuclear weapons everywhere. And a nuclear plant uh, under fire. Joining us now is a retired uh, major from the Army and uh, military analyst for the uh, Chad Benson Show, uh, Mike Lyons. And Mike, uh, this is, uh, we've got an offensive now from the Ukrainians. They are, are trying to... To, to, to push back the Russians. First of all, how is that going? So this counteroffensive is is a process. From a military perspective, it has to be executed in certain phases. And we're seeing the beginning phases of that process. And what they're, what they're doing is deep strikes, interdicting, cutting off what are known Russian escape routes, uh, pont and bridges that they put up or other areas where they think they can go. The key to a counteroffensive is shaping the battlefield and shaping it in such a way that you can push your enemy into a certain direction and then trap them at a, at a far location. It's a classic what's called hammer and anvil type uh, approach. And, and, um, and so right now we're in the beginning phases of that. And so how does Russia counter that? Russia counters that by air superiority by reacting and adjusting these positions, recognizing where Ukraine is going to be. Uh, the fact that they can do this uh, does show uh, that this equipment coming in from the West is having an impact and studying it on the ground and, and having knowing where to go based on a, kind of a home field advantage. But so but but I think that, um, you know, that, that, that this is going to take a long time. But uh, as they look to destroy where I see them shaping the battlefield is they're they're going right back for Crimea. They are they want to push Russia not only out of of those eastern portions that they've taken, but they first have been striking south into Crimea, into where the Black Sea is, 
and they're looking to go after those positions there. I think that's a pretty bold move for what they're, what they're doing. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a bold move, but they are, are, you know, you and I have talked about this since the beginning of us. It's one thing to go and run roughshod over a bunch of, of you know, non-military people and, and to do what they've done. But it's another thing to actually hold a nation, to hold a country, right. because the fact is holding it requires far more men. And the reality is, is everybody hates you. So anybody could kill you at any moment. Right. And, you know, there won't be a you know a Russian officer that walks into a, a pastry shop in Ukraine anytime soon, orders a cup of coffee and a pastry and expect that to not to have, you know, be full of poison or something. And that that's as they try to occupy those areas there. That's what they're that's what they're up against. Um, and, and we still are now seeing, though, that Russia is looking to move more troops, 100,000 troops, as some have been reported. And that would make a significant difference. Again, on the ground, Russia can do that they have that kind of scale and and kind of material in order to do that um they will likely move some of their artillery more forward even though it's being really almost decimated by the precision level of artillery that we've given to the other side to the ukraine but but again looking at the domains on the on the field right now um the the ground remains a stalemate the air is a stalemate or no, no air superiority on either side, which, again, I just shake my head. The first thing U.S. forces would do is establish air superiority. We wouldn't move. We wouldn't move a troop until that happened. And then lastly, the sea, the fact that Ukraine can still battle Russia in the Black Sea without having a navy is, is perplexing. It just goes to show you the level of their missile defenses and missile capability that they have on the Ukraine side. Talking to Mike Lyons, military analyst. Uh, Mike, let's touch on a couple quick things here. First of all, Zapsaritsa, the nuclear power plant. Who who is it? Russia owns it, if you will, at this moment in time, or is it is it still in the hands of the Ukrainians? And the level of actual devastation that could come if this thing went sideways is is what. I think it's overblown. I think, well, first of all, it's in the control of Russia. It has been since March. Russia recognized the importance of it, and, and they have controlled it. And what they're trying to do now is actually alter it. They're trying to take the energy that's generated from that um, nuclear grid that is going towards Ukraine and move it towards Crimea, put it on basically a Russian grid. They're trying to steal it is what they're trying to do. Um, the the workers are all Ukrainians. Um, they're, they're at hostage. They're being held gunpoint. They've got no choice but to do it. But but this is a really tricky process. Um, Zephyrisa is on the river there, on the Dnepro River, because it needs water. Nuclear power plants have got to have water in order to cool down the results of the, the nuclear reactions that take place that create steam create, and then creates turbine, and turbine creates electricity. So uh, um, the, the, the real issue, though, is if they, uh, they need power in order to run the, the – the, factory or run the, the power plant during this process while they're trying to move it out. And that's when something can go sideways. That's when something from a scientific perspective can go wrong. Now, what would go wrong? I don't think you'd see an explosion like you saw in, in Chernobyl, but what it could happen is uh, damage the area around the town um, significantly and make the town uh, you know, overall uninhabitable, let's say. But if any of that gets into the water system and goes downstream, uh, then I think then you have a, a bigger problem. The Russians are incompetent. The, the, the fact that uh, they can't figure out how to uh, to do this, uh, they've had three months to do it. Just just goes to show you that they are uh, they just don't know really what they're doing. We want to get they want to get nuclear inspectors in there, 
but but it won't matter because Russia is going to do whatever they can. They're going to keep them out, and they're going to do whatever they can to steal uh, the result of this of this plan. Talking to my clients, military analyst, uh, as we talk about what's going on over there. Let's switch over to China. I smell desperation. I even saw what there's a think tank in China that came out and said the COVID policies need to stop. Our economy is struggling. They're close to collapse when it comes to a. I got to be honest, man. They're close to collapse when it comes to the the uh, the the entire market when it comes to real estate. And one of the things that we've talked about is: are they a rising power or are they a falling power? And unlike yeah. what Gorbachev did, Mike, which essentially didn't do anything and allowed the dissolution and collapse of the Soviets, uh, I don't think Xi would allow any of that stuff to happen. I think he's quite the opposite, and that's scary. Yeah, no, not for one second he will do that, and that's because of the nationalization of China and how they've seen that if they don't have the growth and if they don't move forward, they have revolution in their history going back a thousand years. I think that uh, uh, Gorbachev recognized that the Soviet Union was a hodgepodge of different cultures and, and different um, peoples, so to speak, and they, you know, that that they kind of let it melt into the background was a way to go. I think you know, obviously Ronald Reagan had a lot to do with that. I mean, he isn't, he's not getting a lot of credit right now in the media for what for what happened back in the eighties, as I remember it. Um, but uh, you know, we win the Cold War by you know out out having a better economy than Soviet Union, you know, top to bottom. That really came from the bottom up. Go back to China, though. You're spot on about, you know, we've been told our politicians have been telling us, though, that China is the rising power and it's the future and it's where we need to be invested and, and, and all this other stuff. And then you peel back the onion and you see um, that it's a, it's a house of cards. And what nations like that with a billion people do during that time frame is start a war because it'll get people distracted and it'll, it'll, thing, it'll, it'll get things moving in what they perceive to be their direction. Um, I, know, I know Taiwan remains on high alert. We have not really done anything with our Navy, let's say, to move um, carriers there, carrier forces there. I think it's like anything else. we got to basically stay out of it. Um, Joe Biden said we would defend it. I'd like to understand how that's going to go because we're just we're not there enough to do that. I think I think until he defends or until he until China threatens our allies there, Australia and Japan and, and South Korea, I think there, there's not a lot we can do but just uh, just kind of stand by and watch. Love having you on, brother. It's always good. I know you're on the road, much like we are back from a quick mini vacation, and I appreciate you taking time with us today. Go out there and hustle, and don't get eaten by any of those giant rats. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. Sure will. I'm going to have it. to be with you. Thanks, man. Uh, Mike Lyons there, military analyst. Uh, God, I tell you what, it is... Uh... It's crazy. I get a little, you know, I mean, I, I don't worry about Ukraine and, and, and Russia as far as the war is awful. It's horrible. I do worry about what's going on in China. I do. Because their property crisis, by the way, for those of you not keeping score, for a lot of you don't follow any of this, nor should you, because quite frankly, it's boring, but fascinating because of what ends up happening. As the dominoes fall. And I'm telling you right now, the the bubble there, our 2008 bubble was nasty. We all we understand that. I mean, that sent us into a mini depression. This is something that makes that look like pocket change. It does. It is that big. It is it is in the trillions upon trillions of dollars because their whole belief was property ownership was such a thing. 
And so they threw everything into it. They inflated numbers. They inflated everything. And now they're at the point where the government is not going to support. So what happens is when everything goes south, right, and it just starts to get wonky and the wheels come off the bus, well, you got to blame somebody. And there's the fear. There's the fear of everything. Who do you blame? Well, you got to find uh, somebody that you can blame for this and take your eyes off the prize of, of what you should be looking at, which is our government failed us. But instead, the fear is Xi's going to do something stupid. And how do we respond? Honestly. I mean, Biden's like, eh, we're totally going to defend them. Really? Where? What? Wait, what? Uh, giving them some stuff and helping them out. I think we've done it. Are, are we going to really defend them? No, I don't think so. Not like that. Oh, scary. So much stuff to squeeze into, kids, including, oh, my Lord, this is, I don't even know how to describe this, but uh, it is, it's insane is the best way to describe it. California doing what California does. And be prepared, because remember, much like fashion and a lot of other things, things start in places like New York, California, London, things like that, then they spread out. And the fear of what may be coming and the realization of, uh-oh, we're not ready for it, is very real. Talk about that. Plus, Leonardo DiCaprio broke up with his girlfriend. I'm going to tell you why that happened. I am. I am. Because I, I saw people yesterday with charts and graphs, and I was fascinated. My wife was fascinated by it. Talk about that. So many other things to squeeze into. You want to text said program, 323 323- Five three eight twenty four twenty three three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. It's the Chad Benson Show. Helen Keller is a Nazi terrorist. That is a male. Is that what you're telling me right now? Yeah. Are you thinking of Hitler? Who's Hitler? Vaccines work, but only the Chad Benson Show is 100% effective against stupidity. Do you know what D-Day is? D-Day. In person? A rapper? God, Karen, you are so stupid. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you find your favorite woke-free podcasts. This is the Chad Benson Show. new pronouns a lot of people even like make up their own ones i'm just gonna do some of the popular ones we'll start with it hello it would really like a vanilla cone with uh, chocolate sprinkles and it would really like it in a bowl so another one i wanted to do was hue it's hue hues hume and it kind of is short for human um, which i really like because i just identify as a human i don't really have a gender identity right now um, but it would sound something like this. Hugh would really like a vanilla cone. I'll get it to Hume. Thank you. You're just making up words. It's, 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 none of that makes sense. Hugh, uh, Hugh, Hugh. I mean, at, at that point, you might as well just said, I mean, whatever. Fnirnir. Fnirnir would like something. Fnirnir, Fnirnir. Oh, Fnirnir, Fnirnir. God is me validating my agenderness. Um, me validating my agenderness because I don't view myself as a god. I'm an atheist. I don't believe in gods. So God, the reason why I use it is because as an agender person, I don't have a gender. So it's like I'm existing and I'm not existing at the same time. 
God, right? I am a being and I'm not a being at the same time, like God. So mm-hmm. people can get offended, that's fine, but mm-hmm. nothing else validates my agenderness like that pronoun. God. What the hell are you talking about? You don't believe in God, yet you call yourself God because while you do not believe there are God or gods, it is the only thing that you know that really recognize what the hell are you talking about this is why you want to talk about the soul of the nation this is what you should be talking about tonight hey dumbasses out there believe that the election was stolen get over it we're moving on all right it's time to move on nothing else we could do at this point in time nothing's going to change not going to happen nothing in our constitution we're moving on Hey, you people out there who want to call yourself God, Neo, Neo, whatever it is you want, A-E-I-O-U. I'm A-gender, C-gender, plus Q-Q-R, code, plus, plus. You're like, isn't that the cheat code to Mike Tyson's (laughs) punch-out? Enough. My goodness me. But that's the insanity of which we live. Progressive insanity. Case in point, my favorite of favorites. This this week, this is, uh, I don't even know how to describe this. So California does what California does, right? They're super excited. We're going to do all this great stuff. We're going to get rid of cars, right? Because cars are bad. Cars are evil, especially those ones that burn things like fossil fuels. Everybody wants you to go electric. We're doing this. When California air regulators approved a plan last week to mandate only zero-emission vehicles, mainly electric cars, be sold new by 2035, they said charging them will not overload the grid, especially after improvements that will be made over the next 13 years. But California's energy regulators, who are this week warning the state has to conserve energy, are telling Californians they need to avoid charging electric vehicles during peak load periods in the next week because charging them is among the top actions to put strain on the grid. (laughs) Everybody, buy electric. By the way, when you get it, don't charge it. It's okay, because I like to just dream that my car drives, and it works. Because the hopes and dreams are great. Why does it matter to everybody? Because. An executive at Ford saying today in a statement that what California is doing is a landmark standard that will define clean transportation and set an example for the U.S. Often what California does, environmental rules-wise, becomes a nationwide standard. That's the scary thought. So make sure you do these things because it's going to work out well for you. Electric cars are fantastic. Let's be real. Some electric cars are cool. Some of them, not so much. But the thought process, and we've said this, how do you, you have to go and build new grids. You have to reinforce these grids. You have to upgrade these grids. You're never going to be able to do that with the environmental rules that you've set up for yourself. So you're telling people, go buy electric cars, but by the way, don't drive them. Spend gobs of cash and don't drive them. Because if you do, you'll have to charge it. And if you charge it, well, that's just not going to do us any good because of the things where we're browning out. This It's insane. You've lost your mind. That's California. But as Buddy Alex just said there, what California does, does what? Sets standards. 
that many na- many cities and then states across the country decide to adopt. And that's not good when you have a one-party system that is uber-progressive and the first thing they do when they say we're going to get rid of cars in 2035 that are gas-powered as far as purchasing new ones here is buy electric. Oh, by the way, don't use the grid. What? Yeah. There's some reasoning. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. The soul of the nation. Tonight, on display, that soul of the nation. Right? It's not evil Trump. Evil. It is Biden and his wisdom that is going to unite us. Because that's what he does. He's a uniter, not a divider. He's a guy who brings people together because that's who he is. Oh, yeah. For God's sake, whose side are you on? Whose side are you on? And when we are united, there is not a single thing we cannot do. Not a single thing. I mean it. Let's remember who in God's name we are. I really mean it. We the people. That's how our Constitution starts, or the Declaration. We the people. I want to be clear. It's not about taking away anybody's guns. In fact, I'm determined to ban assault weapons in this country. Let me say this to my MAGA Republican friends in Congress. Don't tell me you support law enforcement if you won't condemn what happened on the 6th. And they just want to feel safe again. We the people. They want to feel a sense of security. We the people. What are we teaching our children? It's just that simple. Now it's sickening. I don't respect these MAGA Republicans. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. Whose side are you on? I'm on the side of America. I'm on the side of truth. I'm on the side of, well, real things, not just craziness and wackiness. And, and so tonight, the soul of the nation is going to be apparently in front of us. He's going to lay it out there. Why? 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 Here, here's the soul of the nation. I'm, I'm, I'm here to, to, to fix, fix all that ails us. You're not going to. We're divided. But not as divided as people make it out to be. Uh, yeah, I'll let you in on a little something for do here the, uh, the, the show. Uh, we are the exhausted majority. We're that 70, 80% of people who get on with our lives, who are the soul of the nation, who, who are the engine of this country, who believe in, in, in the things that, that we have on that paper, that heartbeat that is there, that is the Constitution, that talks about all this great freedoms, all these amazing things. We are that. We are not living in the world of exploitation and extremism. It's just nothing we're involved with. No, we're the soul of the nation. 
But MAGA Republicans, what about crazy lefties? Right? They're all screaming the same thing in the same way. For four years, it was stolen. Right? Then he tried to steal it. Hold on. Did he steal it already once before? Then why didn't he steal it again? Well, because now he's like, oh, no, it's stolen from me. The rest of us living our lives. Doing the things that we do. This craziness, this, hey, do you worry about the end of, of, of America? No, I don't. And I will say this over and over again. If you think that these, you know, whether it's the MAGAs or the, 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 the crazy loony lefties out there are going to uh, take over and ruin everything and destroy us, then we deserve it if we're that weak. We do. And we're not. And we're going to be fine. This is a stump speech tonight. You've got two ways to go, kids. Two ways. You can go away of truth and honesty and blah, 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 blah. Gonna or you can go the way of the Republicans, which is anger and hate. It's, it's, is what it is. So tonight, big, huge, massive, couldn't get any bigger excitement. If you are paying attention as he gives his big speech, I have no idea where he's giving it. Could not tell you. Uh, but you will hear a lot of things like oh, extremism. You know, the president thinks that there is an extremist threat to our democracy. The way that he sees is the MAGA Republicans are the most energized part of the Republican Party. That extreme, this is an extreme threat to our democracy, to our freedom, uh, to our rights. They just don't respect the rule of law. They are pursuing an agenda uh, that takes away people's rights. MAGA Republicans are this extreme part of their party. And that is just facts. And that's what he's going to continue to lay out. That's what he's doing. He's going to lay that out. And nobody's going to watch. All right. Why are they doing it on this Thursday and not next Thursday or last Thursday? Well, next Thursday is the uh, start of the NFL. You're not, you're not doing that, right? There's no chance you're doing that. What do you mean? That's the soul of the nation right there, kids. Right? There's the soul. You're not going up against that. So you pick a time like, oh, tonight's perfect, right? So we're going to go out there. We're going we're gonna, to we're gonna talk about the soul of the nation. Now, uh, uh, the Republicans are destroying everything in their path. And they want to strip you of everything. Uh, and we're the only ones who can save you. And the Republicans on the other side saying the same thing. No, no. We're the soul of the nation. Us exhausted majority. That's the soul of the nation. Us, you, me. Moving forward, doing the things that are real, recognizing that crime is stupid and that we need to punish it, right? Recognizing that, yes, men can't have babies, but you can identify as a man. But the reality is on the inside, you're still a woman, like your guts and stuff. You know what I mean? Right? Like just, you know, normal, real stuff. How did we get here? It took a long time, right? It was a long game. But, man, I tell you what, this is when us, the extreme, exhausted majority, need to grab the bully pulpit away from the extremes. Talk about things that matter. Our economy is struggling. 
Inflation is still too damn high. We've got a porous, broken border. That sucks. We have international issues that may be growing. And what is this administration doing about it, if anything? Oh, yeah, it's not very good. We have an education system that is right now in shambles. It is. And not just because of the pandemic and all the things that happened there, which we knew was awful and we knew it was coming. But because of the pandemic, plus low pay, plus overreaching, ridiculous unions and wacky ideas of, hey, guess what, guys? We're going to get rid of all these books and replace them with these books, and we're not going to call it CRT. It's going to be touchy-feely kind of stuff. No, no. It's time for us to take the bully pulpit back, and we need to. We absolutely have to, because enough is enough. I think we can all recognize that we're in a position right now where, you know what, we are the strongest. We're the ones, because we look around, right? I look around and I, I have friends on the left, I have friends on the right. I have some friends who are extreme left. I grew up in Los Angeles, born and raised there. Then I lived in London off and on for a decade. I am, I've got friends who are extreme left and i got friends who are extreme rights. But most of us, you know we are? We're just people. We recognize we got families. We all want the same thing, right? We want to raise our family. We, 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 we want to do it in places where we know the schools are good, right? We, we, we want real science not presented to us in a way that is political. I mean, how hard can this stuff be? You ever, you ever talk to somebody and think to yourself, what are you talking about? Yeah, it's it. it it's crazy. It's mind-boggling. You see the stuff I get tweeted at me every single day. Some of the insanity. How many times I get called a Nazi? Hell, here's the crazy thing. Some people are so pissed and angry, because I've been off for a couple days. Not because of that, but they are so pissed and angry that they're, they'll tweet or text me about what a POS I am over something I didn't say because I wasn't on the air. Because they're so bitter and angry. That's why we need to take back the bully pulpit. That's why we need to go, you know what, guys? The adults are in the room, and we're over it. We're over the worshiping of Trump. We're over the worshiping of pronouns. We're going to live in a world of reality at this moment in time. And there are far more of us than there are of you. 323-538-2423, 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us, text the program. A lot of stuff still to squeeze into. Man, I tell you what, this insanity in California as it continues to grow, uh, this one is new. This 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 one is is even for, for, for California and Los Angeles. It's spectacular. We'll talk about that. Get ready for a little Hotel California. A little What's Trending straight ahead. It is the Chad Benson Show. Welcome to Chad. No, not the country. The institution. The Chad Benson Show. Five, four, three, two, one, zero. Ignition. Liftoff. Now it's time to find out what's trending. What's trending? 
Yeah, what does that mean? I mean something, right? Like it's trending on the old internet. What's trending? I just want to say I'm mighty white. I threw away my vanilla wafers, my bag, and I missed the trash can. It was a foot away from me. So say I threw an air bowl. Why are you eating vanilla wafers? Because they're good is why. I'm really efforting to bring those back as well as snaps to work. My daughter has just turned four. What'd you do today? Took a nap at school. I'm like, man, that'd be so cool. Right? Wouldn't it be neat if your boss at like 10, 15 said, all right, guys, time to lay down for a little bit. And they lay out the little, your little area. Take a little nap. Chad, what's trending, you say? Let's talk about what's trending. Uh, NFL kickoff a week away, and somebody got paid. That's right, kids. For those of you not keeping score, Russell Wilson, uh, $165 million guaranteed. Ooh, that's a lot of dollars, kids. COVID trending because we have a new Omicron variant-specific shot. Not a vaccine, a shot. A difference. There is a difference. Alaska is trending. Uh, Mary uh, Patola. Beat Sarah Palin and Nick uh, Bankish in a special election at the at-large congressional district. Uh, I guess flipping it, kind of, sort of. Also, uh, it's a new month for those of you not keeping score. September is here. I know. Where did it go? Just all behind us. Head over to Google. Head over to Google, kids. Lots of stuff. Alaska special election we just talked about. Winnie the Pooh, Blood and Honey. We'll talk about that in a little bit. I saw it. So for those of you guys who don't know, uh, the the expiration for how long something essentially can be, you know, copyrighted and held on to. Well, Winnie the Pooh is now free. Uh, outside of Tigger, though. Tigger is not. So uh, Piglet and Pooh, let's just say this, do a lot of killing. What? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Uh, monkeys. No, not the ones who uh, run around and throw poo and then steal babies and faraway lands. No, no, no. The actual monkey band. Apparently, Mickey Dolan is suing the FBI for a secret dossier on the band. What in God's name could the FBI want with the monkeys? I'm just, I'm just curious. Like, what, what exactly... Could they be looking for? Like, we found it now. We got the monkeys. We, we, we've got the monkeys. We caught them. They're, they're done. They're done. Done! 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Earlier I said that uh, Leonardo DiCaprio broke up with his girlfriend. I know shame, right? It's just a sad, sad day. Uh, smoking hot, by the way. Uh, but she's too old. She's 25. You know him. He doesn't do 25. And uh, there, there was a cutoff. What was that movie, Phil? Producer Phil here, for those who don't know. Uh, was it Logan's Run, where you got the 30 and then they killed you? Yes. Yeah, Logan's yes, Run. Or Logan's Run. Well, it's kind of not the killing part, but the uh, you, you, you're you executed out of his love life. People are like, why does he do it? I'll tell you why. Because he can. Oh, yeah. I never thought of that. Yeah. Because he can't. Because he's 47 and he can. And when people say, why does he do this? And by the way, what's her name? Camilla Morone? Or Morone? I don't know what her name was. 
That's beautiful. She's 25. And what happens at 25, as a lot of people are saying? They want a commitment that's long-term, and they're talking about children and settling down. He's like, I got 350 or $400 million. I'm a movie star. I'm 47. I don't want kids, at least not right now. I don't need to settle down, so I'm not going to. That's just wrong. No, that's life. That's it. It's the way he works. Shouldn't be a shock. Shouldn't be. But it is for some. That's for sure. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Love hearing from all of you. So that's our text line. Got some text coming up in a little bit. By the way, for those of you who want to know, uh, was there a jobs report today? Yes, there was. How are we doing? Because at the end of the day, it's about the economy stupid preliminary figures from the labor department show 5,000 fewer people making their first claims for unemployment benefits last week than the week before and that previous week also was revised downward by 6,000 the much less volatile four-week moving average for jobless filings is also dropping after several weeks on the rise yeah so the jobs are still there they're still available if you want them but you got to look at all of the numbers we talked about it last month when it comes to the numbers a lot of people now have second full-time jobs. So they got two jobs that are full-time. That's insane. Plenty of part-time work available. I know I do a ton of voiceovers every single day if you're new to the show. Some of them for big companies across the country who are looking to hire left, right, and center. But I think what you're going to see in the slowdown here in the economy as we're, you know, again, the confidence is there is none. Because we don't really know where the economy is going. But one of the things that's happening and is interesting is you're going to see a lot of mid-level management that were overhired during the good times go. But a lot of need is still out there. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. I'm going to be traveling this weekend. I'm going to be staying at a hotel. And it cost me money. Talk about that straight ahead. Chad Benson Show. Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. Soul of the Nation on display tonight. Thanks to... President Biden, he'll probably reminisce about the time he was there, the founding of the nation. He was just a boy, seven. Uh, so that'll be exciting. Primetime, kids, primetime. By the way, Twitter has just announced they're going to experiment. A test of allowing you to edit your tweets. It's a long-awaited feature. That apparently took a long time to get here because nobody knows. So that'll be interesting to see how that plays itself out. Oh, man, I tell you. It's just, again, Twitter is one of those things where 
very few people, if anybody, gets a job on Twitter, but a lot of people have lost their gigs on Twitter. So if you've misspelled something, you can edit it. If you've said something horrific, just delete it. doesn't matter. It'll live there forever because somebody snapshot it. And even if right now what you tweeted was totally fine, 12 months from now, that could be something seen as homophobic or or transphobic or or you know just whatever wackiness somebody comes up with and remember it's not what you say it's how it's taken that matters california we talked about it earlier right what starts in california fans out to everyone it's a fanning thing chad it's fanning out california has a homeless crisis not a shocker So what do you do when you have a homeless crisis? You can actually address the reason they're homeless and say it's not because it's expensive to live there. All right. Yes. Is it expensive? Absolutely. Do you allow people to build there? No. It's virtually impossible. It's a nightmare. It's ridiculous. Is there a crunch on homes? Yes. Why? Because nobody can build. I mean, yes, you can build there, but the hoops you have to go through, the insanity of which you have to have, you know, just to get stuff done is ridiculous. But drugs, mental illness, mental illness, drugs, however you want to to, to phrase it, that's the issue at hand. And California's like, I don't know what we're going to do with Well, first of all, a couple things here, right? You You guys got going on. Uh, you got a lot of stuff happening in California in the next several years. Things like, uh, World Cup, Olympics, things like that. So what are you going to do with all the homeless? You got to clean it up, right? In Los Angeles County, more than 60,000 people are homeless on the average night. And more than 20,000 hotel rooms lie empty on the average night. See where this might be going? It's insane. It isn't going to solve the problem. We think this is one part of the solution. By no means do we think this solves the homelessness crisis. But do hotels have a role to play? Of course they do. Wait, 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 wait. What do you mean, do hotels have a role to play? Who are you to talk about whether or not hotels should have a role to play? I mean, if you're going to say that, then why don't you just say, hey, these businesses shut down at night. There's plenty of places to put cots. Oh, yeah. Does this Ace Hardware have a role to play? So the union he leads, which reps hotel workers, gathered enough signatures and Angelinos will vote on a bill that would force every hotel in town to report vacancies at 2 p.m. every day, then welcome homeless people into those vacant rooms. Honestly, would you check into a hotel knowing that the chance of your neighbor to the left or right, is a homeless individual. No. No. Sorry. Mm-mm. It's no. Not 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 doing it. Just wouldn't do it. Not be prudent. Are you kidding me? You're going to force, potentially, hotels to house people who are mentally unstable, who are on drugs... You're going to be forced to take them in or else. Think about that for a second. Soak that up for the insanity that is California. You move California politics anywhere else. 
where there's weather and seasons and no ocean, mm, you're, you're, you're going to get massive blow. But this stuff doesn't happen. Are you kidding me? So hotels, that's what you guys, pedicures, manicure, anything we can get you, just let us know. Manoj Patel voluntarily rents some rooms to homeless people who are vetted and paid for by a local church. But he's against this bill that would make that mandatory. We barely are surviving, number one. Number two, we have to think of the safety of our staff. And number three, we're not professionally or any otherwise equipped with any of the supporting mechanism that the homeless guest would require. Yeah. Because they have problems. You know, whenever they spin it as a homeless person, you know, they, it's a single mom who's living in her car, right? Or it, it, it's, you know, it's, yeah, are there people out there that are like that? Yes, but you know what? A vast majority of those people, that is a temporary thing, and they're going to find a solution that will include going to area shelters that will help them get on a, a track to find housing. The people they're talking about live in tents. They've either turned this into a lifestyle or they're not capable of doing anything on their own because of mental illness or drugs or drugs or mental illness, whichever came first. I don't know. But you know what we're talking about. This is not going down to the shelter, uh, the, the, you know, the, the, the woman's shelter and getting some women with their children who are straight. This is not what they're talking about. They're trying to clean it up by forcing hotels to take people when reality is it's this is bad and who pays for all the damage have you seen some of the stuff that's been done they turn that uh god what is it it's downtown in los angeles already they built these there were supposed to be these like one bedroom condos to help homeless people and instead they ended up being you know one bedroom condos and they're like what was supposed to be, you know, five hundred thousand dollars ended up being like eight or hundred thousand per little condo built because you know it's California, and so what ends up happening? Within days, it is a drug den. Within days, it is it is there's violence and all kind because that's what you're doing. You're telling them we don't want to see them, so you've got extra rooms and it's not fair. So take them. So we don't have to see them. That'll be your portion of being an evil owner of a business. Pandemic era program now winding down that inspired this bill by placing more than 10,000 people in hotels that volunteered. Sean Vigdelli among them. Well, first of all, it's a blessing. It's a it's a great room. This bill would also force developers to replace housing demolished to make way for new hotels and hotel permits would be introduced as well as making every hotel from a Super 8 to the Biltmore accept homeless people as guests. Oh, there it is. The punishment portion of the program, kids. This is bad news. It is. Forcing people. Why don't just force a neighbor? Hey, you. I understand that you have a four-bedroom, three-bath home. Yeah, 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 we do. But you are a single man. You should be forced to take somebody. Because of your brilliance and evil genius of stealing from people to get a home, it's only fair that you should house some of the unhoused. I don't think that's a good idea. Why not? 
maybe for some, but you know, there's a lot of people with untreated mental health, and some people do some damage to these poor buildings, man. I wouldn't want my kids around people that I'm not sure about. I wouldn't want to be in an elevator with somebody who's clearly having a mental break. The idea that you can intermingle homeless folks with paying normal gas. Yeah. Yeah. So be prepared, kids, because, uh, again, what starts in California flares out. Oh, you know it's going to be coming to a place near you soon if they got their way. And hopefully California will say, you know what, ah, there's only so much we can do. But notice who got all this signed up. That's the thing I love, the unions. It was the unions who pushed this. Why? Because it's good for business. Because if everything is full and we have people here every night and there's tons of people here and the business is full because the state has forced you to take on somebody, guess what happens? we got to have the staffing for that. And here's the other thing. If this was forced through, well, the state says they're paying for it, right? Because they're kind of already doing some of that stuff. You don't think there's going to be fraud there? This is, it is just such a joke. I expect nothing less. From a place who told you to get yourself ready for the oncoming green revolution and get ready for no more gas cars being sold in California by 2035 because electric is the future. By the way, don't plug your cars in because the grid's not ready for it. My God. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Just makes you shake your head, and then you realize, now that's kind of what this is all about here. Doesn't get any any more California than that. But think about it, what happens in New York. Think about what goes on in, in D.C. and Chicago and these metropolitan areas that are very blue and live on these wacky progressive ideas. And then they wonder why they're losing congressional seats. They wonder why they're losing people who are taxpayers because they're sick and tired of insanity like this. San Francisco. Mm. Looking at you, Seattle, Portland. My God, Portland. What do we do at this point? Three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. Tweet at us. Text the program. Talk a little immigration. When we get back, yeah, that's for sure. Just hilarious. The immigration. The whole. I have no idea what's going on with immigration, and I have a lot of border patrol friends, and they don't either. We'll touch on that. A lot of stuff still to squeeze into. You want to reach us, check us out online at Chad Benson Shows, your Twitter, your Instagram. We have a Facebook page, Chad Benson Show. You can check that out. And then, of course, if you want to text us, 323-538-2423. 323-538-CHAD. Chad Benson Show. not a terrorist. I am not Antifa. I am not a sex slave that wears masks. <gasps> Don't be a cutie pie. Probably sit around and cook some soups and eat bread and desserts and just get all fat and sassy. You're ruining my life, bud! Yeah, you haven't Stop. seen anything yet. You're listening to The Chad Benson Show. 
Harry Styles had the song of the summer, according to Spotify. The music streaming service says Styles As It Was topped its list of summer songs worldwide with 610 million streams in the last three months. That's followed by a song no one saw coming. Kate Bush's 1985 hit Running Up That Hill was the second most streamed song globally this summer and number one in the U.S. thanks to its starring role in the most recent season of Stranger Things. And the third slot belongs to Bad Bunny and his song Me Porto Bonito. Uh, I've heard the last two because my producer for my local show uh, is obsessed with Bad Bunny. And so I've heard that because he's always bumping a little Bad Bunny. He's like, dude, check out the new Bad Bunny song. I'm like, okay. The It was funny, though, watching my kids, right, when Kate Bush came on. No promise. And I'm singing it, and they're, like, looking at me. They're like, Dad. I'm like, it's my jam, kids, all right? Kate, she was, she's from my era. She's a recluse. It's a damn good song. Damn good song. Uh, immigration, Nightmare. Uh, we could do three hours a day on the insanity of immigration or the lack of anything. This is uh, Rio Grande City Mayor uh, Joel Villarreal talking about uh, both parties' failures in immigration. Uh, and, again, uh, the question of the dumbest of all of the things that we do, catch and release. Good morning. We as a nation have to simply call it for what it is. Lo que es is. It is what it is. So let's not sugarcoat, justify, or minimize our current border policy of catch and release, which, by the way, it does bring into question legitimate concerns for national security, because at times we're not properly vetting these individuals. And unfortunately, at times we have no idea who's coming into our country. Oh, yeah. Catch and release to me has always been uh, just baffling. It has. Our immigration system is broken. It is completely broken. Both sides have taken advantage of it for the years uh, as a political football. You know, big donors like we like cheap labor. Other people are saying, oh, it's great because we may have indentured voters, if you will, uh, in the future. It has been insane. This is Raul Ortiz, Border Patrol chief, and he's under oath. Would you agree, Chief Ortiz, that unprecedented numbers of aliens are illegally entering the United States right now? Objection. Yes. When President Biden was elected, did the number of aliens trying to illegally enter the United States increase or decrease? Objection. Increase. From your 31 years of experience, has the Border Patrol in a year ever had the number of encounters that it's going to have in 2022? Objection. No. I love it. Objection. That's supposed to be his attorney. And he's like, no, this is stupid. Yes, this they're coming here for a reason. Biden rang the dinner bell, said, come on down. You're the next contestant for who gets to stay here for as long as you want with little repercussions and we'll give you some gifts just for showing up. Is the crisis that is currently ongoing at the southern border making the border less safe for Americans and aliens alike? Objection. Yes. Since President Biden was elected, does this document indicate that aliens illegally entering the United States perceive that they will be able to enter and remain in the United States? Objection. Yes. (laughs) Stop saying it. Yes. Yes, it's all true. 
Now, I live, if you're new to the program, in between Phoenix and Tucson. So I'm at the at the Tucson border sector, essentially, with the big headquarters right at the street. Most of the people live around me. Uh, people I go to church with friends. They're Border Patrol agents. And they're like, this is a joke. This is an absolute joke. This is, you know, uh, and, it's, and it's not getting any better. It's getting 10 times worse. The system is rigged against stopping people from coming here and the the liberal loose insanity of which that the democrats are playing this game is is completely a failure we'll have one million gotaways that's what they call them that the year racist that's what they call them plus two plus million people come in so think about that for a second you know between two and a half to three plus million people in this country this year alone we do not have an immigration system we don't disneyland has a better system to slow people down than america think about that three two three five three eight twenty four twenty three at chad benson shows your twitter chad benson show This is the Chad Benson Show. Independent thoughts independent life this is chad benson biden's big speech tonight soul of the nation he's gonna save us all kids he's coming he's gonna save us all because he's got to give a speech to talk about how the soul of the nation is at risk what the president believes which is a reason to have this in prime time, is that there are an overwhelmingly uh, amount of Americans, a majority of Americans, uh, who believe that we need to continue, we need to save the core values uh, of, our, uh, of our country. What exactly are the core values of our country? I think it's a fair question to ask in this day and age, because I don't know, I think if you ask 10 people, you're going to get 10 different answers at this point, right? Uh, an older generation is going to give you a much different answer than a younger generation, right? The Gen X might give you uh, 70% of an older generation and 30% of a younger generation's answers, right? It, it, what is the soul, right? You know, we, we, we have written down on a piece of paper that tells you, hey, look, this is this is what we're about. This is who we are. This is our jam, kids. It's what we're all about right now. This right here. That, that, that is it, right? That constitution is, is the beating heart, the soul of the nation. And it's funny that Biden's going to come out and talk about the soul of the nation. Uh, and it, it is, it's very interesting. Because is he there to unite, right? Remember, you know, the one thing I said about Biden is he may unite the country out of the fact that he's just so damn boring. 
But the reality is he's said and done a lot of things where you sit there and go, you're as dividing as anybody. For God's sake, whose side are you on? Whose side are you on? And when we are united, there is not a single thing we cannot do. Not a single thing. I mean it. Let's remember who in God's name we are. I really mean it. We the people. That's how our Constitution starts, or the Declaration. We the people. I want to be clear. It's not about taking away anybody's guns. In fact, I'm determined to ban assault weapons in this country. Let me say this to my MAGA Republican friends in Congress. Don't tell me you support law enforcement if you won't condemn what happened on the 6th. And they just want to feel safe again. We the people. They want to feel a sense of security. We the people. What are we teaching our children? It's just that simple. Now it's sickening. I don't respect these MAGA Republicans. The MAGA Republicans don't just threaten our personal rights and economic security. They're a threat to our very democracy. Whose side are you on? Wow, he sounds super welcoming. So tonight, the soul of the nation. And is anybody going to watch? Probably not. Most of you are going, there's a speech tonight? Yeah. In prime time? Yeah. Who's carrying it? I don't know. Maybe everybody? Maybe a few cable stations? Maybe I don't know if he's doing it on this Thursday because he knows if he tried to do it next Thursday, yeah, that's not happening because the NFL kicks off next Thursday. So that was just never going to happen. So better we better get the soul of the nation. You want to talk about the soul of the nation? The NFL's the soul of the nation, baby. Oh, my Lord. I love that, though, right? This is, uh, well, so what is our soul of the nation? See, if you're going to school, you're told the soul of the nation basically is tarnished and, and, and bad. Especially in progressive areas, right? You know, not the average state out there. You guys are doing fine, just like we are here in Arizona. We're okay. But, the, but you go to California, my son, you know, Jack goes to school and, you know, he's 12. Goes to school in, in the beautiful, the amazing, the glorious, finest city, San Diego. And I will tell you this, uh, you know, sometimes he'll look at me and he'll tell me and I'm like, Ooh. all that being said, my little brothers and stuff who are adopted, they go to school in Orange County, California. Yeah, it's a little bit different, right? The soul of the nation is, you, you see so much of it. It's a bad, we're a bad place. We're evil, right? Everything is bad. Settle down. Here's the soul of the nation. It's its people. It's its people that want to be a leader in the world. It's the people, you know, it's, and I've said this over and over, just like uh, when I hear, oh, you know, Trump almost destroyed America. If you think Trump and a bunch of yahoos who were going to apparently try to have a coup, uh, but then it didn't go the way he, they thought it was, and the eight of them met at like the the you know the Cracker Barrel at night to discuss again how if you think that was going to destroy us and topple us, you're fooling yourself. I saw an article yesterday in New Poll. Forty percent of Americans believe there's a coming uh, civil war. With who? Just who are we fighting? Are we going to fight the government? Are we fighting each other? Does the winner of the fight between each other then get to take on the government? I mean, what are you talking about? It is, it is, uh, you just sit there sometimes and you, and you shake your head. 
Because so much of it is about, look at here, look at this, look at all the things, look at, look at, look, you know, because it's great for business. Remember that. It's great for business. Let's take you back a ways, though. Talk about the soul of the nation. Dividing the country, uniting the country. Compare the volume there with this measured line from the inaugural address. The president said, we can join forces, stop the shouting, and lower the temperature. The president who said on his first day he thinks unity is the path forward is now telling people instead to pick a side. Whose side are you on? Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm on the side of uh, truth, right? Facts. I'm I'm good with those. Not facts based on, hey, my facts say, because, you know, we, we've gotten a lot of that over the last several years, right? Both sides scream and yell, oh, well, you know, this is my truth. No, 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 no. And we're never going to know all the facts about everything because the reality, some stuff's fluid, et cetera, et cetera. That being said, whose side am I on? I'm on the side that delivers the things that I think our country is about, right? Less government, self governing less encroachment on our freedoms oh yeah i like that that's a good one chat less encroachment on our freedoms right letting us do what we do and if we make mistakes then you know what we make mistakes letting us the individual be the ruler the master the ship captain whatever of their own life not look to government every five minutes to fix their problems or to force them to do something they don't want to do. I'm about the freedoms that we have. The freedoms to be able to speak our mind without this fear of, oh, my God, I can't believe you said that. That's offensive. I'm going to have to have you canceled because you're upset about something. Diversity is great. Unity is better. Yeah, it is. We are stronger as one. It's what brings us together. What is the thing that we are about? We forget that. In fact, we're at the point now where things are so good. How many times have I said this? And if you're new to the show, we've got some new listeners out there in, in San Diego. If you're new to the show, let me tell you something. The beauty of our country is what unites us is this amazing belief of what America truly is. I say this all the time. I can't stand illegal immigration. It drives me absolutely bonkers. But I will say this. So many of them who are coming here is because they see the, that, that, that light, you know, that beacon on the, on the hill. They see the freedoms, the opportunities. They, they, they want that. We're at a point now where so many of us are angry at everything. And things are so good, we have to make up stuff to be angry about. Oh. Yeah, we do, huh? Yeah, we totally do. Isn't it insane? It is. I'm for the freedoms. And what do I always say? Again, if you're new to the show, responsibility. With those freedoms comes responsibilities. With those freedoms come certain things that we must grasp a hold of. And part of that is being responsible. It's holding your, your, your team responsible. It's holding your side responsible. And I hate saying sides. 
What side are you on? I'm on America's side. The good, the bad, the warts, the great, the compassionate. Yeah, I'm on America's side. Period. Case closed. It's crazy. But remember, they're here to unite us, not to divide us. You know, the president thinks that there is an extremist threat to our democracy. The way that he sees is the MAGA Republicans are the most energized part of the Republican Party. That extreme, this is an extreme threat to our democracy, to our freedom, uh, to our rights. They just don't respect the rule of law. They are pursuing an agenda uh, that takes away people's rights. MAGA Republicans are this extreme part of their party. And that is just facts. And that's what he's going to continue to lay out. Yeah, well. We'll see. That's just facts, Chad. Yeah. Are there some nut jobs out there? Both sides have their crazies. Let's stop pretend that they don't. So when you say my side doesn't have its cra- No, both sides have their crazies. I always talk about it. There's so much room in the tent for us. We're the exhausted majority of people who look at things and say, you know what? This is what this is. This is who we are. This is what we're about, right? We can have disagreements, and in doing so, we can part still as friends or respect each other for disagreeing without trying to cancel one another. We can look at things in a way that others just aren't, and the problem is with us. The exhausted majority, the 70 plus percent of America, 10 percent on each side. Lives at times in the extreme world. And then there's 10 percent who don't pay attention to anything. At all. That makes up the. The what? The 100 percent. But out of that, that's 70 percent. We are the ones. Who are truly the soul. We're not trying to beat the other side because we don't look at each other as the other side. We look at each other as just Americans, differing views, still all want the same thing, right? Want our families to go to, you know, to be safe, to have opportunities, our kids to go to school at decent schools without costing an arm and a leg. We want a country that's safe and is a leader. A lot of us all want the same thing. Now, we may differ on how we get there. The problem is being hijacked by extremes doesn't help. So we need to take it back. That's what we're going to do. 323-538-2423. At Chad Benson shows your Twitter. So you got 323-538-CHAD. 323-538-2423. That is the text line. Text as often as you want. I try to respond to everybody. Check out the Twitter as well, at Chad Benson Show. This here be the Chad Benson Show. You're listening to the Chad Benson Show. The FDA said... Anyone who's over the age of 12 can get this Pfizer upgraded booster. Anyone who's over the age of 18 can get their Moderna upgraded booster. And you have to get those shots at least two months after your last shot. Um, but other than that, the the language that the FDA put out yesterday um, kind of left it there. Oh, there you go. So coronavirus. If you want to get a shot, feel free to go and get a shot. 
It's right there in front of you. Uh, uh, you know, questions are being asked like, hey, hey, Doc, why no human trials? We have to be a step ahead or at least we have to try to be a step ahead, because if we waited for all the proof to come in, the wave will have already passed us by and the damage will have been done. That's kind of odd, right? Well, why don't we do that with everything? Well, it's different with everything. Ah, I see. The fact that we're still talking about it. Although I will say, I've, you know, a lot of people I know have uh, had the coronavirus and nobody I know who's had the coronavirus has died. A couple of people have been kind of sick. Uh, one of them very sick. And, uh, you know, it's just, uh, you know, somebody asked me, because if you guys knew the show, my on-air, so I do a local show and, and you know, I do my national show and local show here in, in Phoenix. My... My other partner is a hypochondriac, like you could not believe. Like, he is the kind of guy that has a couple, two, three, four, five, it's 10 physicals if he could a year. His doctors are on speed dial, and it is, it's hilarious because he's like, man, he was so excited when he heard that there's a chance this booster's coming. He just got a booster. He's got like five shots coursing through his vein. I mean, dude, you're 48 and healthy. Nothing is going to happen to you. Nothing. And I get it. Well, you know, his mom, his mom passed away. Coronavirus was was a part of it. But she chronic, uh, I think it was leukemia. She she was in the hospital for several months before coronavirus ever showed up. But it is uh, who's rushing out to get this. Not many people. They're not just not. I think, again, we're going to look back at this and say, what a disaster. Three, two, three, five, three, eight, twenty four, twenty three at Chad Benson show is your Twitter Tweet at us, text the program. What about the 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 Trump chat? Why are you talking about Trump? The, the Trump thingy, Bobber. What? New polling from Quinnipiac University shows fifty nine percent of Americans think Trump acted inappropriately in the way he handled classified documents, and fifty percent of Americans believe he should face criminal charges. Is he going to face criminal charges? I don't know. They're not going to do anything till after the election. Uh, you know, they don't want to seem political. Did he, he totally played fast and loose with everything he did at times, right? Because he's just, you know, remember, Trump wasn't the president of a publicly traded company. So when you are, you've got shareholders, you have a board. Trump was always just Trump. So he did everything in a very Trumpian way. That's not an excuse. That's just the reality. And there are ways they go about doing these things. Do I think that they're going to prosecute him on this? I don't know. I always look at Capone, right? They never got Capone for anything other than tax evasion. They didn't get him for murder, racketeering, right? You know, prohibition, all the things that he was doing. They got him for none of those stuff. They got him for tax evasion. Could this be something? Eh, Probably not. You know, I've always said, wake us up when there is a decision because all the other stuff we've heard. Too much. 323-538-2423 at Chad Benson Show. It's your Twitter. Mike Lyons joins the program. He's our military analyst. Talk about what's going on in the Ukraine. Talk about uh, Russia, Russia, Russia. Mikhail Gorbachev passed away. We might touch on that a little bit as well. That happened straight ahead. It's Chad Benson Show. The Chad Benson Show.
independent thoughts, independent life. This is Chad Benson. War is raging. We're six plus months into it. No sign of slowing down and nuclear weapons everywhere and a nuclear plant uh, under fire. Joining us now is a retired uh, major from the Army and uh, military analyst for the uh, Chad Benson Show, uh, Mike Lyons. And Mike, uh, this is uh, we've got an offensive now from the Ukrainians. They are, are trying to, to 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 push back the Russians. First of all, how is that going? So this counteroffensive is is a process from a military perspective it has to be executed in certain phases. And we're seeing the beginning phases of that process. And what they're what they're doing is deep strikes, interdicting, cutting off what are known Russian escape routes, uh, ponton bridges that they put up or other areas where they think they can go. The key to a counteroffensive is shaping the battlefield and shaping it in such a way that you can push your enemy into a certain direction and then trap them at a, at a far location. It's a classic, what's called hammer and anvil type uh, approach. And, and, um, and so right now we're in the beginning phases of that. And so how does Russia counter that? Russia counters that by air superiority, by reacting and adjusting these positions, recognizing where Ukraine is going to be. Uh, the fact that they can do this uh, does show uh, that this equipment coming in from the West is having an impact and studying it on the ground and, and having knowing where to go based on a, kind of a home field advantage. But so, but, but I think that, um, you know, that, that, that this is going to take a long time, but uh, as they look to destroy what, where I see them shaping the battlefield is they're, they're going right back for Crimea. They are, they want to push Russia, not only out, out of, of those Eastern portions that they've taken, but they first have been striking South into Crimea into where the Black Sea is, and they're looking to go after those positions there. I think that's a pretty bold move for what they're, what they're doing. Yeah, it is. Uh, it is a bold move. But they are, are, you know, you and I have talked about this since the beginning of us. It's one thing to go and run roughshod over a bunch of, of you know, non-military people and, and to do what they've done. But it's another thing to actually hold a nation, to hold a country. Right. Because the fact is, holding it requires far more men, and the reality is, is everybody hates you, so anybody could kill you at any moment. Right, and you know there won't be a you know a Russian officer that walks into a, a pastry shop in Ukraine anytime soon, and orders a cup of coffee and a pastry, and expect that to not to have you know be full of poison or something. And that that's as they try to occupy those areas there. That's what they're that's what they're up against. Um, and, and we still are now seeing, though, that Russia is looking to move more troops, 100,000 troops, as some have been reported. And that would make a significant difference. Again, on the ground, Russia can do that. They have that kind of scale and, and kind of material in order to do that. Um, they will likely move some of their artillery more forward, even though it's being really almost decimated by the precision level of artillery that we've given to the other side, to the Ukraine. But but again, looking at the domains on the on the field right now, um, the, the ground remains a stalemate. The air is a stalemate or no, no air superiority on either side, which, again, I just shake my head. The first thing U.S. forces would do is establish air superiority. We wouldn't move. We wouldn't move a troop until that happened. And then lastly, the sea, the fact that Ukraine can still battle Russia in the Black Sea without having a navy is, is perplexing. It just goes to show you the level of their missile defenses and missile capability that they have on the Ukraine side. Talking to Mike Lyons, military analyst. Uh, Mike, let's touch on a couple quick things here. First of all, Zapsaritsa, the nuclear power plant, 
who who is it? Russia owns it, if you will, at this moment in time, or is it is it still in the hands of the Ukrainians? And the level of actual devastation that could come if this thing went sideways is is what? I think it's overblown. I think, well, first of all, it's in the control of Russia, and it has been since March. Russia recognized the importance of it, and, and they have controlled it. And what they're trying to do now is actually alter it. They're trying to take the energy that's generated from that um, nuclear grid that is going towards Ukraine and move it towards Crimea, put it on basically a Russian grid. They're trying to steal it is what they're trying to do. Um, the, the workers are all Ukrainians. Um, they're, they're at hostage. They're being held gunpoint. They've got no choice but to do it. But but this is a really tricky process. Um, Zephyrisa is on the river there, on the Dnepro River, because it needs water. Nuclear power plants have got to have water in order to cool down the results of the, the nuclear reactions that take place that create steam create, and then creates turbine and turbine creates electricity. So uh, um, the, the the real issue, though, is if they uh, they need power in order to run the the, the factory or run the, the power plant during this process where they're trying to move it out. And that's when something can go sideways. That's when something from a scientific perspective can go wrong. Now, what would go wrong? I don't think you'd see an explosion like you saw in, in Chernobyl, but what it could happen is uh, damage the area around the town um, significantly and make the town uh, you know, overall uninhabitable, let's say. But if any of that gets into the water system and goes downstream, uh, then I think then you have a, a bigger problem. The Russians are incompetent. The, the, the fact that uh, they can't figure out how to uh, to do this, uh, they've had three months to do it, just just goes to show you that they are uh, they just don't know really what they're doing. We want to get they want to get nuclear inspectors in there, but but it won't matter because Russia is going to do whatever they can. They're going to keep them out, and they're going to do whatever they can to steal uh, the result of this of this plan. Talking to Mike Lyons, military analyst, uh, as we talk about what's going on over there. Let's switch over to China. I smell desperation. I even saw what there's a think tank in China that came out and said the COVID policies need to stop. Our economy is struggling. They're close to collapse when it comes to a... I got to be honest, man. They're close to collapse when it comes to the the uh, the the entire market when it comes to real estate. And one of the things that we've talked about is: are they a rising power or are they a falling power? And unlike yeah. what Gorbachev did, Mike, which essentially didn't do anything and allowed the dissolution and collapse of the Soviets, uh, I don't think Xi would allow any of that stuff to happen. I think he's quite the opposite, and that's scary. Yeah, no, not for one second. He will do that. And that's because of the nationalization of China and how they've seen that if they don't have the growth and if they don't move forward, they have revolution in their history going back a thousand years. I think that uh, Gorbachev recognized that the Soviet Union was a hodgepodge of different cultures and, and different um, peoples, so to speak. And they, you know, that, that they kind of let it melt into the background was a way to go. I think obviously Ronald Reagan had a lot to do with that. I mean, he isn't, he's not getting a lot of credit right now in the media for what for what happened back in the 80s, as I remember it. Um, but, uh, you know, we win the Cold War by, you know, out, out having a better economy than Soviet Union, you know, top to bottom. That really came from the bottom up. Go back to China, though. You're spot on about, you know, we've been told, our politicians have been telling us, though, that China is the rising power and it's the future and it's where we need to be invested and, and, and all this other stuff. And then you peel back the onion and you see, um, that it's a, it's a house of cards. And 
what nations like that with a billion people do during that time frame is start a war because it'll get people distracted and it'll it'll thing it'll it'll get things moving in what they perceive to be their direction. Um, I know I know Taiwan remains on high alert. We have not really done anything with our navy, let's say, to move um, carriers there or carrier forces there. I think it's like anything else; we got to basically stay out of it. Um, Joe Biden said we would defend it. I'd like to understand how that's going to go because we're just we're not there enough to do that. I think. I think until he defends or until he until China threatens our allies there, Australia and Japan and, and South Korea, I think there, there's not a lot we can do, but just uh, just kind of stand by and watch. Love having you on, brother. It's always good. I know you're on the road, much like we are back from a quick mini vacation. And I appreciate you taking time with us today. Go out there and hustle and don't get eaten by any of those giant rats. <laughs> Thanks, Chad. Sure. Well, I'm going to have a to be with you. Thanks, man. Uh, Mike Lyons there, military analyst. Uh, I tell you what, it is uh, it's crazy. I get a little, you know, I mean, I, I don't worry about Ukraine and, and, and Russia as far as the war is awful. It's horrible. I do worry about what's going on in China. I do. Because their property crisis, by the way, for those of you not keeping score, for a lot of you don't follow any of this, nor should you, because quite frankly, it's boring. But fascinating. Because of what ends up happening as the dominoes fall. And I'm telling you right now, the the bubble there, our 2008 bubble was nasty. We all we understand that. I mean, that sent us into a mini depression. This is something that makes that look like pocket change. It does. It is that big. It is, it is in the trillions upon trillions of dollars because their whole belief was property ownership was such a thing. And so they threw everything into it. They inflated numbers. They inflated everything. And now they're at the point where the government is not going to support. So what happens is when everything goes south, right, and it just starts to get wonky and the wheels come off the bus, well, you got to blame somebody. And there's the fear. There's the fear of everything. Who do you blame? Well, you got to find uh, somebody that you can blame for this and take your eyes off the prize of, of what you should be looking at, which is our government failed us. But instead, the fear is Xi's going to do something stupid. And how do we respond? Honestly. I mean, Biden's like, yeah, we're totally going to defend them. Really? Where? What? Wait, what? Uh, giving them some stuff and helping them out. I think we've done that. Are, are we going to really defend them? No, I don't think so. Not like that. Oh, scary. So much stuff to squeeze into, kids, including, oh, my Lord, this is, I don't even know how to describe this, but uh, it is, it's insane is the best way to describe it. California doing what California does. And be prepared, because remember, much like fashion and a lot of other things, Things start in places like New York, California, London, things like that. Then they spread out. And the fear of what may be coming and the realization of, uh-oh, we're not ready for it, is very real. Talk about that. Plus, Leonardo DiCaprio broke up with his girlfriend. I'm going to tell you why that happened. I am. I am. Because I, I saw people yesterday with charts and graphs, and I was fascinated. My wife was fascinated by it. Talk about that. So many other things to squeeze into. You want to text said program, 323-538-2423, 323-538-2423, at Chad Benson Show is your Twitter. It's the Chad Benson Show.
Helen Keller is a Nazi terrorist that is a male. Is that what you're telling me right now? Yeah. Are you thinking of Hitler? Who's Hitler? Vaccines work, but only the Chad Benson Show is 100% effective against stupidity. Do you know what D-Day is? D-Day. In person? A rapper? God, Karen, you are so stupid. Check us out on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and wherever you find your favorite woke-free podcasts. This is the Chad Benson Show. pronouns a lot of people even like make up their own ones i'm just gonna do some of the popular ones we'll start with it hello it would really like a vanilla cone with uh, chocolate sprinkles and it would really like it in a bowl so another one i wanted to do was hue it's hue hues hume and it kind of is short for human um which i really like because i just identify as a human i don't really have a gender identity right now um but it would sound something like this Hugh would really like a vanilla cone. I'll get it to Hume. Thank you. You're just making up words. It's, 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 none of that makes sense. Hugh, uh, Hugh, Hugh. I mean, at, at that point, you might as well just said, I mean, whatever. Fnirnir. Fnirnir would like something. Fnirnir, Fnirnir. Oh, Fnirnir, Fnirnir. God is me validating my agenderness. Um, me validating my agenderness because I don't view myself as a god. I'm an atheist. I don't believe in gods. So God, the reason why I use it is because as an agender person, I don't have a gender. So it's like I'm existing and I'm not existing at the same time. God, right? I am a being and I'm not a being at the same time. Like God. So mm-hmm. people can get offended. That's fine. But mm-hmm. nothing else validates my agenderness. Like that pronoun god what the hell are you talking about you don't believe in god yet you call yourself god because while you do not believe there are god or gods it is the only thing that you know that really recognize what the hell are you talking about this is why you want to talk about the soul of the nation this is what you should be talking about tonight Hey, dumbasses out there believe that the election was stolen. Get over it. We're moving on. All right? It's time to move on. Nothing else we can do at this point in time. Nothing's going to change. Not going to happen. Nothing in our Constitution. We're moving on. Hey, you people out there who want to call yourself God, Neo, Neo, whatever it is you want, A-E-I-O-U. I'm A-gender, C-gender, plus... QQR code plus plus. You're like, isn't that the cheat code to Mike Tyson's punch out? (laughs) Enough. My goodness me. But that's the insanity of which we live. Progressive insanity. Case in point, my favorite of favorites. This this week, this is, uh, I don't even know how to describe this. So California does what California does, right? They're super excited. We're going to do all this great stuff. We're going to get rid of cars, right? Because cars are bad. Cars are evil, especially those ones that burn things like fossil fuels. Everybody wants you to go electric. We're doing this. When California air regulators approved a plan last week to mandate only zero-emission vehicles, mainly electric cars, be sold new by 2035, they said charging them will not overload the grid, especially after improvements that will be made over the next 13 years. 
But California's energy regulators, who are this week warning the state has to conserve energy, are telling Californians they need to avoid charging electric vehicles during peak load periods in the next week because charging them is among the top actions to put strain on the grid. (laughs) Everybody, buy electric. By the way, when you get it, don't charge it. That's okay, because I like to just dream that my car drives, and it works. The hopes and dreams are great. Why does it matter to everybody? Because. An executive at Ford saying today in a statement that what California is doing is a landmark standard that will define clean transportation and set an example for the U.S. Often what California does, environmental rules-wise, becomes a nationwide standard. That's the scary thought. So make sure you do these things because it's going to work out well for you. Electric cars are fantastic. Let's be real. Some electric cars are cool. Some of them, not so much. But the thought process, and we've said this, how do you, you have to go and build new grids. You have to reinforce these grids. You have to upgrade these grids. You're never going to be able to do that with the environmental rules that you've set up for yourself. So you're telling people, go buy electric cars, but by the way, don't drive them. Spend gobs of cash and don't drive them. Because if you do, you'll have to charge it. And if you charge it, well, that's just not going to do us any good because of the things where we're browning out. This It's insane. You've lost your mind. That's California. But as Buddy Alex just said there, what California does, does what? Sets standards that many, na- many cities and then states across the country decide to adopt. And that's not good when you have a one-party system that is uber-progressive and the first thing they do when they say we're going to get rid of cars in 2035 that are gas-powered as far as purchasing new ones here is buy electric. Oh, by the way, don't use the grid. What? Yeah. There's some reasoning. Chad Benson Show. This is the Chad Benson Show.